0: Hello, promoters, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Fain, joined by the tournament master, Todd Jorschel, and we are here this week to present you the Brian Blair interview from the con this past weekend. We will not be joined by Rob Bobian to discuss uh, Sectarian and Kronos and uh, many other things. Um, He's unable to join us, so we're going to just move right along with some other content. So for those of you that were unable to attend uh, the con or just want to hear the interview again uh, we will of course be bringing you the full unedited brian blair interview on the podcast now for those of you that were in attendance you kind of got something special a little bit of a bonus because brian stuck around for the entirety of the auction after the interview and we were able to ask him a couple of other questions Uh, we were not recording there and you you
1: can blame Troy for that. one. He told me to stop (laughs) recording. I'm like, okay, I'll stop recording. And you know, we Mm -hmm. missed out, but that's okay. I I like that. We had a special bonus.
0: Uh, yeah. And that's just what I was getting ready to say. I was going to say that, you know, honestly, there were a couple of really good stories, but I I don't feel as though you're missing any sort of big thing. Um, it was just one of those special things that happened in the moment, but I wanted to say that in, in full disclosure to let people know that we did uh, have him stick around and it was really wonderful to have him there for that. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, But before we do all that, we are here to push our agenda of rolling dice and having fun. Todd, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I was really, uh, pleased with how the, uh, the con came out. I think everything like ran pretty smoothly all throughout. We didn't have any hiccups there. Everything ran on time, everything, <laughs> you know, that was amazed. Like we were, we were even early at some things there too. Got to do, uh, the bonus things. I, I think overall it was, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, the Brian interview obviously was, was fantastic. Uh, so engaging. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, just some good tournaments. We raised uh, sixteen hundred dollars for the Colliflower Alley Club. That was awesome. Awesome.
0: I know. I was was thrilled with that. Um, And and again, it was wonderful to have Brian around for the auction, just to be you know to see uh, be a witness to his reactions as the money came in, as the bids went up, as we were able to you, you know to get, frankly. Quite a bit of money for certain things, you know, getting getting up to a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars in some instances, and uh, of course the generosity of the community to shine through and to be able to have him there to to see that firsthand, I think, was really cool and meant a lot to him, and will absolutely mean a lot to uh, Cauliflower Alley Club uh, going forward, and, and hopefully that's a relationship that we can you know just continue to kind of shore up in the same way that we've done with the TNT Hall of Fame, um, absolutely, you know, and and obviously it will end up being mutually beneficial uh as as it already has been uh and and uh, I think promoters will be very happy with with you know some of the outcomes of that uh, very very shortly um uh, yeah. Some of the other panels, uh, again, you know, the timeliness, I, I gotta be honest, that was all you, I might've been the one that was doing the talking, but you, you, know, you, you got a really great format sheet together in the past. It's usually just kind of been like, we're going to do this here and talk to these people. But, you know, you really kind of put some nice bullet points on there that helped me to keep things moving and, and, and focus on the things that were important and, and, you know, not getting the weeds with some of the other stuff, which I am known to do on a uh, <laughs> No, 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 no yeah, uh, I know we
1: yeah. I know we had a short time and sometimes with these panels we sometimes have a, you know, longer bit of time, you know, we had an hour that we had scheduled. You know, we kind of, you know, with this one we didn't want it to be, you know, overstay or welcome with uh, you know, too long of a, of a con there. Um and knowing we had the auction and things like that, yeah, you know, I wanted to make sure we had time for that. So yeah, you know, we had that, that that tight hour. I wanted to make sure we, we covered everything and and I think we I think you did a great job, you know, keeping everything flowing. We got to, you know, got to talk to everybody, got some you know, great uh, insight on you know some of the different things that we just released and things coming up and uh you know, had lots of you know fun announcements and stuff like that. So yeah, overall, yeah. it was great.
0: I think, and honestly, I think that another thing that helped to keep things moving is because we are now, you know, two years into doing these, basically, uh, and we have two podcasts out there in particular. I mean, obviously, there's more content than that. But when you think about the fact that, like, the Legends team, you know, with Uncharted Territory and and then us with with Roll Up, we're able to get interviews. We're able to talk uh, a little bit more periodically about certain things that when it came time to do, you know, the panels – there it's not that there are fewer questions to ask but i don't feel the pressure to try to get a bunch of stuff in because i know that we're going to have the chance to address it on roll up they're going to have the the chance to address it on uncharted territory right. and, and i think that we we have um you know the community is so so strong and 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 you know so many people have, have attended all of these and we do have new faces which is awesome um yeah. that i also don't want to necessarily tread the same old ground uh so that uh, combined obviously with with the groundwork that you laid for me i think really lends itself to keeping things a little bit more streamlined which is fun too because it gives us the opportunity to do uh you know spend more time on the tournaments if we need to spend more time on the you know the interview with our with our special guest um and then just have some fun you know that's the other thing that was nice there were a lot of really great conversations that were happening around uh the panels which was fun um
1: And we got to uh, do, you know, we had a little extra time during the champions of the galaxy one. We got to do the, 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 the 3d game that uh, Werner put together, huh. which is kind of fun. Yeah, that was
0: cool. <laughs> some of those are uh, very
1: disturbing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those are, were, those are weren't there. Uh, Werner took a couple of the different uh, reimagined pieces of art and put them through some type of real life 3d emulator type program that he's been playing with. And uh, got to see what these guys would look like in real life. And uh, yeah, that, the creeper one I know is especially. Uh, yeah.
0: The, yeah. the, the creeper, yeah. the Raynard Beguile one. Yeah, Raynard Beguile um, was creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I think that surprised me the most was Bounty Hunter. Um, not because he was creepy by any stretch, but for some reason in my head, just based off of that original, you know, great Chuck Card art that we have for the card, there was something about this kind of real life representation that I felt like it. It was, it didn't quite measure up, you know? It's like I wanted more. It's just sort of like, that's not bounty hunter. That's like, that's like the slim fast version of Bounty Hunter, <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, it was really really cool to see, and then, you know just again enhanced enhanced the fun. Um, we of course had some cool reveals. Um, you know the Sectarian the Barbarian card had been revealed on the boards uh, the night before the con, but uh, again getting to kind of see the art and, and people you know online online accounts getting that card right away, um, and, and then the cards going in the mail soonish. Right, they haven't gone in the mail just yet. Right.
1: No, uh, but I have everything right here. I think it's going to be everything is going to be in there tomorrow.
0: That's cool. Very, very cool.
1: I hope I'm I'm a little behind. uh, I had to spend some. Good family time on Sunday yeah. after the after the con, which I'm sure is understandable. So
0: yeah, no, for sure, for sure, family first always. Um, we also got the reveal for the Legends exclusive card, which was none other than Ivan Koloff. This is sort of mm-hmm. the 1971 ish version uh, of Ivan Koloff as the WWF World Heavyweight Champion, the man who silenced the garden uh oh. by defeating Bruno San Martino of course Bruno tells that famous story about thinking that you know he'd gone deaf um that something had happened because he couldn't hear anything after the the th- the three count and it's just because you know MSG was just kind of stunned into silence that somebody had finally knocked Bruno off the top of the mountain um of course Goloff was you know a transitional champ but that said he was presented in a way that he was you know a monster and and I think this card represents him very very well and uh is different enough from the mid-atlantic version that we have um that uh, you know you can put together a really cool uh, uh, run with this card should you so desire um of course we also got to see the pat patterson art um which mm-hmm. looks fantastic i think it just yeah, looks really, really, great yeah i really think that came out great um and, uh, you know, there was there was plenty of conversation about all the game lines and, and everything that's on the horizon, including, of course, Future Shock 2118, which will be coming soonish. We don't have yeah, an yeah. exact date yet, uh, it, but but it's nice to know that that's the next Champions. That, of the galaxy. that is the
1: next Champions release. Yeah, we definitely yeah. want to get that out. But at the same time, we're like, you know, with the time frame of everything I got right now, we want to make sure that, you know, Warner is able to concentrate on Legends expansion 10 it's a big set 12 card set we didn't mention that here yeah, right? right but yeah. 12 cards two special edition cards plus you know we have 10 uh promoter prime cards so obviously there's you know a lot lot still to be worked Ten on uh, there.
0: prime cards <laughs> yeah
1: so uh yeah we did so putting more there so it's always like okay well but we'll, we'll have it soon thereafter so you know i think you might see more of that in the next year uh you know maybe some things off cycle you know maybe like a one-off set or something like that obviously you know we didn't have a legend release well actually we did have we did have the brian blair card we did yes. uh do one up doing in the fall uh and what we're gonna have for indies we're gonna have a special edition card With with the holiday set, but it's going to be a very legends focused holidays set there. But then you know soon thereafter with with the future shock and yeah, we already have some plans in place for uh, for some stuff uh, for twenty twenty three on the champion side as well.
0: Of course, yeah, yeah. And just for clarification, so one of the reasons why I laughed is when Todd said the ten Promoter prime cards is, of course, he's talking about you know three for uh, COTG, three for Legends, and four for Indies. The reason why I laughed is because we were joking during the con about how Indies gets four cards, and Chad was like, you know, oh, Indies gets four cards. You know, how many cards can we get? And of course, there was you know there were many jokes about hey, the more the merrier. Uh, but but so so when we say ten, that's because that covers all three game lines. Um, yeah. But uh, speaking of the Indies, the four. Prime cards. Uh, the, the cool thing is, is that those will of course be votes um by the promoters. Yes. Um we're gonna get an updated male, an updated female, a new male, and a new female uh indie release for Prime, which is great because you know, in a way, it, we almost get like this mini set when you think yeah. about it. We're getting those four cards and the special edition indie cards. So that's five indies cards in Q4, um, which is which I think is really cool for indies fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming hot off the heels, of course, uh, of the women indies set, which is great because now we're gonna get two more women added to the mix or maybe three it's depending on that special edition that's what that know. special
1: edition is we'll see we'll see what that one is um but uh yeah no, I, I, you know that that was kind of the thing you know with you know uh, with kind of coming up with the with the themes of the polls were I was you know kind of going through that you know we know we wanted to do some updates you know ideally some new cards like what was the right way to structure within three it was a little tough I'm like well since we're not doing um you know we're just doing the one card for indies you know having an extra one in prime is good we haven't had an extra prime card as i mentioned during the con two years ago we had the extra legends card which was the um um uh why am i blanking on his name now uh gordon Sully card uh, the the secondary card um we had a fourth card in ftr one quarter last year uh, and it's champions of the galaxy. So, you know, we'll get a, a one for Indies here and, you know, hopefully and we'll see in 2023 if I can, uh, convince mike we can do a fourth card for every game line maybe in q4 i think that'd be pretty fun <laughs> yeah
0: hey i <laughs> we'll think so we'll see we'll uh, see we'll uh, see what yeah. happens the so. more cards the better and you know one of the cool things is that this has kind of already been teased so i don't feel like i'm speaking at a turn but uh you know on the legend side of things there have been you know at least like three fairly big signings made just within the past couple of months um yeah. that have that have that have had a direct impact on Legends ten uh, yeah. uh, color set. So it, 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 you know, again, we've talked about this before. Things, you know, things can really just change, you know, the drop of a hat when it comes to the makeup of these sets. So um, as much as you know, I love to see all the guessing and speculation about who's going to be in the sets. There's a, a lot of times when the team doesn't really know who's going to be in the sets I- until go time. Um, and luckily, especially in the legend side of things, and I mean on the indie side as well. Um, but you know, in the legend side of things. They There are preparations that are made for certain guys, you know, sometimes months, maybe even years in advance. Like, I know that with the Ivan Koloff card, for instance, you know, I asked him during the con, like, you know, he had an idea kind of already of the things that he would do, but that the card itself was sort of, you know, done in the moment. And then there's the things like the Brian Blair card, which I think Chad worked on, like. You know, again, that was something more in the present. That wasn't something where it was like, oh, yeah, I've got this in my back pocket and I've had that, you know, just in case. That was very much a kind of like, oh, I'll have to see what we do with this. And he talked to Brian about it as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tom was, uh, you know, like, you know, not maybe, I don't know how many weeks out was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go to CAC, you know. So it's like, okay, we're going to have a presence there. It'd be nice to have a card with that. You know, we're not doing a Legends card like and who better than the president of the Cauliflower Alley, you know, to do it, to do a card for. I think it, it all, you know, was, was was perfect, you know, the yeah. way that that worked out. So and, you know, with proceeds of that card also go into
0: CAC. and, and the, Right. Uh, so which, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I think that, you know, one of the things that uh, I mentioned during the con, and I, I hope, anyway, bears a reiteration, is that in a lot of ways, the work that... The TNT Hall of Fame does and CAC does, it goes hand in hand because once you have a real true appreciation for the history, which is what TNT is all about, how can you not help but want to support the, the men and women that have, you know, given their bodies and given, you know, their lives basically to this industry and to this business that we all love and support, which is what CAC does in, you know, making sure the wrestlers that have fallen on hard times have a safety net. And it's so incredibly important. And you look at so many other entertainment industries and they have that. You know, you look at like the Hollywood Home. Which which has been around for what, like, 60 70 years now i think you know was literally you know helping like silent movie era stars when they started to you know to to, to get into advanced years and and has, and has been helping you know stars of the golden age of hollywood and 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 so on and so forth and i think that uh you know it's really wonderful work that cac does and it's very important work and i i really really hope that uh, promoters you know can can find it to continue that generosity in the same way that we've done for tnt um you know there's a lifetime membership uh there's also a yearly member the yearly membership is only like twenty five bucks. Yeah, twenty five bucks. That's, yeah, not, it, that's not bad at all, yeah. right? And, and, and what and was it? it gives, I
1: think two. Was it two fifty for the lifetime? Something like that. I think
0: that's either two fifty or three hundred something. I, I so, can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah so I mean, yeah. Get, get your lifetime membership to there. Get your lifetime membership to the TNT. You know, yeah. I've got I my think,
0: TNT lifetime membership. I just got to get the CAC worked out.
1: There we go. There we go. I got I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to do the TNT one last time. I. I think. Yeah, before I go next time, I will. I will definitely be getting that.
0: It's it's definitely worthwhile. I think both of them.
1: Yeah, worthwhile. Yeah,
0: for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. So overall, autumnal con was a, a great success. A lot of fun. Um. Speaking of success, Todd, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I don't know if you have this right in front of you. I hope you do. Can you tell us the tournament winners? for uh the con and if not i'll vamp for a moment um tournaments were a lot of fun i only participated in the women's tournament uh, i got to uh have edith surreal which was uh you know fun for me because that was a card that i did the stats for um fared very yeah, well it's ra- it's
1: ra- how that randomly came about I randomly I mean,
0: came about I you know here's the thing Edith Edith could have gone all the way and I firmly believe that unfortunately <laughs> her 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 statistician if you will uh, uh, blew it and decided to toss someone into the ropes who had an A rating uh, just just for the hell of it just to see what would happen and and literally two moves later it was the the end of the road it was over. Uh, yeah. but but I, I, I mopped the floor with Dark Sheik uh, which I felt a little bit bad about I kind of wanted it to be a little bit more competitive. Alas, it's hey. not. Um, yes. But uh, it was fun. It's always fun to do the tournaments, and um, Greg Hunter did a great oh. job. Um, um, you know, and he he was in our room, for instance, and uh, and even doing uh, the um, finals. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, the finals, uh, yes. He did yeah, the finals of was, the champions tournament too. Yeah yeah, 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 which was which was a lot of fun. Um, but tournament winners uh, for, from Sunday.
1: Yeah, so uh the that aforementioned Indies women's tournament, so uh Edith Surreal did uh lose to Savannah Evans, who went on a tear.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh Savannah Evans uh captain by uh, drop nineteen. Uh, um he uh Savannah beat in the first round Tootie Lynn. Then obviously Edith Surreal in the second round semifinals took out Allison Kaye, which was one huge you know, upset. Th- huge upset there. Yeah and then in the finals uh beat uh, Miranda Alizé. So I uh, I I was hoping for the Miranda versus Miranda finals but uh, Miranda, <laughs> Miranda Gordy uh did win the first round against uh, Billy Starks but then lost to Allison K. But the yeah, overall I think it was a really fun tournament uh and yeah I was I was not expecting Savannah to win it all. Yeah, she I think she had a tough I can't remember, did she have a tough time with Tootie in the first round, or uh, did she uh, kind of just go through
0: everybody there? She, You know, she did have a little bit of a tough time. She had a tough time with Tootie and with Edith. The, like okay. I said, the only reason that, that I think Edith was going to beat her, the only reason that she didn't is because I just, I, I just went for something that I shouldn't have. Because um, Edith was... You know, Edith was taking the fight to her big time, and then you know, I I, I did something dumb. <laughs> 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 but in a way, I in a way, I'm glad that that happened because I think Savannah uh, is a great card, and yes. and I think that uh, you know, as mentioned um, in her bio, even she's she's really got a great future ahead of her, and I think that you know it's, it's kind of these days, especially with you just look at the Indies women sets that we've done. Um, there are a few exceptions, obviously like Jazzy Gayward and stuff like that, but like for the most part, um, you know, the women are more focused on agility, right? They're, they're speedy, yeah. they're, you know, they're, 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 you know, technicians, et cetera. They're, they're maybe they're tough, rough and tumble. Um, but to get those real powerhouse female wrestlers, it's always fun to have. Cause it's just something a little bit different. And Savannah definitely fits the bill. I mean, she certainly presents herself whether or not arguably, you know, she is, she certainly presents herself as one of the like strongest women, um, on the independent scene today.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh well next we had the War Games 2092, 2093 tournament, in which <laughs> you know, we had exactly 16 wrestlers between those two sets. Um So, uh, unfortunately, for a couple people, uh, Black Hole, Bard, Astro Turk, and Ursa Major uh, were drawn by folks. Uh, They did not last past the first round. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But in the end, to nobody's surprise, it was Chaos versus Alpha Force. Um, Pariah had Alpha Force. Chaos uh, was uh, by Derek, and uh, Chaos took it
0: in the end. Yeah. On the whole tournament. You know, it's it's. It's funny because um, I, I love that that was the final. I, it makes sense that Chaos won, uh, but knowing that 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 Tom has kind of been on the record before as as, as like Alpha Force being you know one of the cards that he, he might have done differently if he could go back in time and and, and change that, it would be interesting to know if, if that revamped Alpha Force might have uh, uh, gotten by Chaos uh, as opposed to Chaos you know taking taking Alpha Force out. Um, but hey, I mean. It, it, it is what it is and chaos is chaos. And I, I think that uh, even though I was pulling for alpha force, mm-hmm. um, you know, chaos reigns supreme.
1: There you go. There you go and then our legends tournament it was the legends of CAC so yeah i, I kind of put <laughs> put together this bracket uh i'm sorry i just can't
0: the lap cuz the finals were just mind blowing to it was me. a mind blowing <laughs> yeah so so
1: just kind of putting together i didn't want like this to be necessarily like an overly stacked tournament i mean sure Obviously, Nick Bockwinkle wouldn't have made complete sense to put in there as a past CAC president, but you know, I think it would have been over overmatching everybody. So I was trying to kind of make it a little bit more. You know, I'd say not, yeah, not the not the, the super main eventers in there, uh, but still some strong characters and 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 whatnot. So I did take the, the 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 rosters from the two CAC sets, and added in uh people that were named as like on the CAC website as friends of the CAC in there, and and then other people that I knew were ongoing attendees uh to the con that, that were there pretty often so i started people you know people who are very familiar to cac was was kind of where we were going uh and obviously we added in brian blair uh into that uh too uh, of course right. another another former um uh president red bastine i put in there too nice so, um, i think i figured those were appropriate so in the end we had uh, troy with killer kowalski taking on, uh, the dark horse that just ran through the other half of the bracket, Mr. Sam Houston, <laughs> uh, that was, he was supposed to be Tim Dalton, but Tim no showed. Uh, so, uh, you know, tra- Travis, uh, uh, was, it was managing him. I, I basically set up the whole thing in the first round. So Tim would have to face Bob Wharton jr. If you, if you remember from their kind of talk, uh, during the uncharted territories kind of talk about, at the CAC, how uh Bob Wharton uh swept Tim Dalton in the uh, annual uh tournament yeah, at CAC. Yeah. So I wanted to see if Tim could get his revenge on Bob Wharton. Unfortunately, he didn't, but I guess Travis. In, in, in turn, uh, did it for, but yeah, Sam Houston beat Bob Wharton Jr. Pampera Furpro and diamond Dallas page yeah. over the finals. And, okay. and I think the beginning of the match had, had a pin pin or two on killer Kowalski as well, right? Yeah. At the Beginning and it looked like the run might was maybe going to continue all at the end, but, uh, you know, then eventually killer turned it around and, 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 you know, kind of kept on it and it was all over, but nice run.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, great run. I mean, you got you got to think that honestly, I mean, Kowalski certainly would have been a standout amongst the field. There's no doubt about it. That Kowalski was one of I the best, so. you know, the best cards there. But you still had like DDP, you saw the destroyer. Like I, I sure, mean, yeah. you know, those two guys right there like I I mean easily could have could have run the table as well. But to think that Sam Houston made it all the way to the finals and got past, you know, DDP like you said, um yeah. and, and gave and gave Kowalski a run for his money. It was it was Fun. I mean, that was the thing about really all the matches, and 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 this goes without saying for the others as well. But there was something about the tournaments this time around for me. I was just having so much fun seeing the other matches, and I think that the the Legends final in particular, um, as iconic as the the Champions final was, which it was. I mean, that match was everything that you would want from a match. Oh yeah, Alpha Force. It really was. It was great, Um, but for me, there was just something about that underdog fight and Sam Houston bringing. I mean, I was joking that if Sam Houston wins the tournament, we got to do a what if like card for him, you know, like event level (laughs) Sam Houston card. Um, But yeah, tournaments were a heck of a lot of fun. Congratulations to the winners. They they walked away with some pretty cool loot um, that you put together for them. Uh, Some some rare cards, some stuff that even went up for auction later on, and and some of that stuff went for you know big bucks so uh, yeah, yeah. so i would say that the uh, the tournament was definitely uh, worth your money if you will um in addition, of course, to the two limited edition cards uh, and, and and all the fun that was had, because there was definitely a lot of fun, some really great conversations, um, some some good times along the way, and of course, Tom stopped in as well. Um, he was there to to hang out, say hi, and uh, got to chat a bit with Brian Blair. Um, um, and uh, you had a great question for Brian Blair as well uh, about uh, the. Um, the
1: uh, uh, Tales, Tales, Tales for the Territories. The territories.
0: Thank you. Yeah. 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 I was like around the territories. That's not right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tales for the Territories show. Uh, and um, yeah, I, you know, uh, for me, obviously I am very lucky. I'm the one that gets to interview the special guests and Brian was a gem. Uh, I, I just... Don't think we've had a dud yet. You know what I mean? No, uh, we really haven't. Been yeah, I really going lucky. back and
1: thinking. I'm like, yeah, we've, we keep on doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> guests, so, yeah.
0: Um, and, and Brian is certainly no exception to that. Uh, he was a fantastic guest. I love the opportunity to... Um, you know, with Jerry Briscoe, with Les Thatcher, it was fun to kind of do that that career overview sort of stuff and talk about like the early days in the business and and you know and do this stuff in sort of a chronological order. And with Les, the cool thing was to get to talk about like the training, his thoughts on the business in general, and where it is today. With Jerry, of course, it was fun to be able to talk about you know his thoughts on WWE and in the overall product and that sort of stuff. Um, but with with Brian, it was fun to be able to take a very different. Bent and talk specifically about CAC, talk specifically yeah. about the work that they do, talk about the ideas that he has to shape the, you know, the business model going forward and you know the, what he's passionate about and, and what he wants and hopes for uh, from CAC and from their patrons uh, in the future. And, and that was a lot of fun for me just to kind of do something a little bit different in respect to that. Uh, we also got to talk a lot about his book, uh, just kind of the crafting of the book, what went into the book. Um, and, you know, and of course, plenty of, of, of fun stories. And, and follow-up questions to things that he might have mentioned kind of in the fly and there were some great questions from um from the promoters as well that we got to get in there and uh yeah it was i i, I just I don't know. I, I feel very grateful, very fortunate to be in a position to actually conduct these interviews and talk to these folks. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was just a really wonderful experience. And Brian is a guy that I got to meet and talk with a little bit at, at the TNT Hall of Fame this past summer. Um, and yeah, he, he's just a great guy and, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And I, you know, I did, I crammed, I did my homework, uh, and finished his book, you know, pretty much the the night before, uh, uh, the con. So I was, I was armed with some ammunition, uh, and ready to, you know, ready to go and ready to ask some questions, but I did, I really wanted to focus on the CAC and the work that they do. Cause I feel like it was important. And I, I, I don't know how familiar everybody was with, um, You know, I know. Obviously, everyone's aware of the CAC. We produce the CAC sets. They probably yeah. I think people know the banquet, but
1: maybe not really the mission of the CAC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, so yeah, that
0: was that was that was a great time i again I'm, I'm i'm glad that i got the chance to do that and uh, hopefully we'll get the chance to ask him some more questions later because there again there's some really really great stories in the book if you've not read uh truth be told you should definitely check it out of course it's available on amazon um we were discussing the possibility of there being an ebook version which he seems to be all for ian douglas's uh, co-author um there have apparently been discussions about that um I think Tom asked about the audiobook, uh, doing an audiobook version of it, and uh, uh, there's definitely thought to uh, to that. Maybe um, uh, I, I encourage Brian to you know, to, to do the the read himself because i just think that that you know to me the authenticity of that um would really especially if he's game for it you know what i mean like if he doesn't mind sitting down and doing it because it's a it's a big book it's almost 500 it pages is. it, is, it is a big book. <laughs> uh, i think just having his voice tell those stories would really enhance you know the product so to speak so um well yeah. now i think we've,
1: we've talked about the entire thing we don't need to play the interview now you're right i don't we've, think well, we've spoiled wants to everything it. from it so you know we'll you know that Oh, maybe we should
0: play maybe we should play the interview uh yeah. so here here you have it uh the brian blair interview from the Phil Singer games holiday kickoff con 2022 stick around afterwards we'll be back for a few short comments before we get out of here uh but enjoy brian blair just as much as we did in the moment And one half of the killer bees and, uh, of course, uh, a territorial standout and champion, uh, Brian Blair. Brian, thank you so much for joining us.
2: It's great to be here, Sam. Very Uh, nice to be here.
0: Yeah, it's good to see you again. I had the opportunity to meet you briefly at uh, Trago Synthes uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, this past summer. And uh, what a pleasure it was. I I just uh, appreciated your presence and appreciated the brief conversations I was able to have with you. Uh, It was it was really wonderful.
2: Yeah. I, uh, appreciated meeting you as well. And, you know, Chad's a longtime friend, the uh, entire pro wrestling hall of fame in Iowa. Um, they're kind of like our sister organization. We, um, kind of feed off each other and try to help each other out. And there are many of them, uh, many people from, um, their organization, uh, here, uh, well in Vegas, uh, for our recent, uh, 56th, uh, reunion. And, um, uh, it was really a nice time. I enjoyed uh, getting to know Tom a lot better. And, you know, you just see so many friends out there and, um, uh, it's great to see everybody each year. Um, you know, we support wrestlers that have fallen on difficult financial times. And, uh, it's one of the greatest missions on earth. It's a passion of mine and I enjoy it. And I actually enjoy anything with wrestling. Uh, it has to do with wrestling and, keeps the, uh, history alive and, um, the camaraderie alive. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, with, uh, Phil singer games, um, you know, uh, fans, even wrestlers playing games together. That's just another way to both enhance the history of wrestling and, uh, sharpen up your, uh, game skills and, mm-hmm. um, get people to be a little bit closer to each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I and I, I think that you know one of the, the kind of the mission statements of Legends of Wrestling is to is to you know honor the history of the business and and, and pay tribute to uh, the legends of the business. Um, you know those that are still with us, obviously, but uh, including the ones that have passed. Um, and you know it's a great opportunity for us game fans because we get to sort of you know live out our, our fantasies and you know have have fun uh, playing the game, and it can be therapeutic at times. Um, I wanted to go back real quick to what you said about sort of the the sister organization because I think that one of the beautiful things is you know. TNT, of course, uh, honors the, the history of the business and is really into, of course, preserving the history of the business. And what you mentioned, of course, about CAC, uh, really trying to help, uh, talent that, that might've fallen on hard times or, or be in a you know tough spot. I, I really do genuinely feel like you can't have one without the other, right? You have to have an appreciation for the history in order to want to help out. Can you talk a little bit about that and about the mission of CAC?
2: Sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Sam, that's why, uh, we, uh, uh, we uh, actually um give out every year the, uh, the, the James C Melby award because we appreciate history so much and realize that it's without the history of wrestling you know you're kind of lost you know you've got to know where you're you've got to know where you've been to know where you're going and it's great to know um all the characters that helped uh build up built the wrestling industry to where it is now um because without them, without the guys before me, uh, I wouldn't have had a chance to uh, enjoy the business and make a, a good living in the business. And, um, and it just keeps going on generation after generation. And we have to both um, honor those people and remember those people. And, you know, Tom's put together a great uh, a way of doing that and having fun at the same time. So it's all good. All good stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that, that, that we had and, uh, you know, I was talking to our uh, fellow fans about, you know, types of things that, that they would want to talk to you about and, and something that I had even planned on, but came up multiple times uh, among some of the promoters. Um, can you talk about what the CAC, like how much it means to you to be the president of the CAC and what it means to you, you know, going forward, what you want it to become?
2: Well, it it started out, um I had first went to the CAC when Buddy Colt asked me to be his presenter back in like, uh, I want to say 2008, 2009. That was my real first introduction to the CAC. I just enjoyed the camaraderie and I enjoyed the fact that they actually um, had an organization that helped the guys because I know so many that due to, uh, you know, lack of insurance uh, things pop up at the worst times uh divorce divorces, health, all kinds of different reasons guys fall on these high financial hardships and they need a hand up and there's really no place to get one and When I saw how much fun you could have and and do this at the same time i uh they honored me in two thousand and twelve then in uh two thousand and fourteen uh Morgan dollar came to me on behalf of uh, Nick Bockwinkle and Carl Lauer and asked if I would be interested in being the president of the CAC. And I asked him what that entailed. And uh, after he explained, you know, I'm trying to make a long story short. um, I said, well, if you expect me to have my name um, as the president and representative of the Cauliflower Alley Club, I want to know that I have some kind of business input, and they said, well, the president can always be the CEO. And I didn't really realize how much work that entailed, but I said, well, uh, <laughs> I know what a CEO is. Obviously, I've you know, been signing paychecks on the front since 1989, and um, I've been very fortunate in business, business, politics, all kinds of things, but you know, I've had a lot of bumps along the road as well. You know, we all... We all have to uh, crawl before we walk and cry before we talk. So, you know, it just, <laughs> it's it just, uh, it came with a lot. And to keep a, an organization together of all volunteers, sometimes it's like herding cats. Mm. But then when you find the right ones that have the same passion as you do about the club, then it becomes much easier because, you know, having dedicated volunteers is, it's invaluable. But sometimes it's the hardest thing to, you know, when you're not paying somebody, you have to treat somebody a lot differently. I mean, I've always been treated, I've treated my employees great, all of them. Never started anybody out at minimum wage, always gave somebody much more and much, uh, many goals to reach because when they reached their goals, obviously it helped our business and uh, it was good for everybody. So that's what we try to do with the uh, CAC and, uh, keeping our uh, board members, um, recognition is a big thing. You know, many people work for uh, money, um, but I'd say even those that work for money, uh, when you recognize them in front of their peers, uh, that's a big deal. It means a lot. And uh, I, I try to make sure that all of our volunteers are recognized for the great jobs that they do. And, um, it's just been good. It's been great in building new relationships um, and uh, strengthening old ones. and um, it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of pride obviously that goes into to the work that you do and and the work that you did even before this uh and and I think wrestling you know wrestlers the, the ones that I've been fortunate enough to speak to talk to and learn from uh it certainly seems like you you know there's a lot of pride that goes into having that job and having that lifestyle in particular you know going back 30 40 years today it might be a little bit different because of the way that the product is presented and I'm just curious you know when when helping people when trying to present them with you know this benevolence that the CAC is established for, do you ever run into, you don't have to name any names, obviously, but do you ever run into kind of issues with people that don't really want to accept that help, that they might be a little too proud to do that? And, and how do you navigate that?
2: It's funny you ask that. It's a great question, Sam. It was just uh, brought up at our board meeting Thursday night that we need to do more outreach for these kind of people. And unfortunately, by IRS codes, we need a benevolent request And we have to have a paper trail, you know, not only for the IRS, but for my own personal organizational standards, I want to know where every dime goes out, even though I don't touch the money. And I want to know where every dime comes in, because if you have several multi-profit centers, you got to find out what's the winners, what's the losers, what's working best and concentrate on those always looking for new things. But, um, uh, and there, and as you said, there's a, a great amount of pride uh, that goes into uh, not only taking uh, a hand up, but uh, it's the people that uh, work for us take pride in in what they do. Um, and it's uh, you have to have passion in anything that you do. If you don't have a passion for something, it's hard to do 100%. As a matter of fact, I don't think you can. If you want to be a, the best. A professional wrestler, you can be, you have to have a passion for it. If you want to be the best uh game salesman, you have to have a passion for it, the best announcer, but the best historian, whatever it is, you have to have a sincere passion for it. So uh, you know, we've helped a lot of people that um, didn't want us to mention their names, and we don't, and yeah. but those that do, you know, we'll mention their names like Bobby the and Heenan. Um, Uh, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, um, Kamala, uh, you know, so many big stars that made a lot of money. Brickhouse Brown, so many people that made a lot of money. Um, Most recently, Joyce Grable um, received the Courage Award um, because, uh, you know, she had fallen on a difficult time, a lot of surgeries and stuff. And um, she was grateful that the Cauliflower Alley Club was there to assist her and she wanted people to know that. Uh, Coco beware. And, um, you know, we just, uh, we en- we enjoy that. Um, we appreciate that. But when people want to remain anonymous, that's their choice. And we completely keep that anonymous. You sign a, a document saying that you won't give out names um, when you're a member of the executive board. So that unless they're, at, you know, actually... Uh, the type like I just mentioned that want their names mentioned.
0: Right, right. Uh, As far as, you know, kind of the future uh, of Cauliflower Alley Club, are there things uh, that you have in mind that you would love to do to maybe raise the profile of the CAC? Um, And, you know, certainly, I I know for me and and others here, uh, attending would be something that we would love to do. For me, right now, it's very difficult. I have two small children, you know, going out to Vegas uh, during the week, for instance, as opposed to a weekend can be a little tricky. Um, I'm just curious as to, you know, how can people engage and what are some of the ways that you would like to see people uh engage that maybe you don't have a pathway to right now
2: well you know there's a possibility of you know um always doing um uh, filming you don't want to give away the whole show but we could film uh certain segments and release certain segments uh throughout the year uh for those that missed the uh, reunion uh, we're always looking for ways to en- enhance the reunion experience. Like I, b- I believe we'll have karaoke next year. We have a lot of requests <laughs> for karaoke. So we'll get to see the, uh, <laughs> the next American idol, maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, come out of Vegas, CAC. That'd be fun. But, um, we do have some really good singers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't believe that, uh, uh, James Beard sang the national anthem, which is a very hard song to sing. Yeah, and did a great job. And wow. of course, we've had Cindy Hall there for years and she generally does that. But she wasn't sure if she was coming or not and came and sang the Canadian anthem. So, um, you know, there's uh, there's ways, uh, a lot of ways that we can enhance the experience. There's ways whenever you think you know it all, you're lost. Mm-hmm. You, you might as well just quit. You're as successful as you're ever going to be when you know it all, and, and you're not going to be as successful as you could be if you kept your ears open. And I don't care who it is; somebody can teach you something. And um, you have to give everybody that respect, uh, and you owe you owe it to the club that you are working for to give people that respect because I've had some great ideas. When I own Gold's Gems, I used to give everybody a sheet of paper and they had 30 days to tell me five things they liked about the club and five things they disliked about the club uh, or to improve the club. And the the ideas, and at the end, uh, whether we used any of their ideas or didn't use any of their ideas, they got $50. Mm. So, you know, that was a, nice little enhancement that uh, i inserted and um we we got all kinds of great ideas from that so yeah
0: I love that idea. I mean, I think it's incredibly important and it's just a wonderful way to further utilize, you know, your employees or your volunteers or the people that you're working with and collaborating with, because that's the whole point, right? I mean, it should all be a collaborative effort. It shouldn't necessarily be looked at as this top down thing where you have one person at the top and they tell everybody else what to do. And you yeah. really do need that sense of, of collaboration. Um Talking, you know, going back to talking about the history uh, of the business, I think that one of the things that we as fans have benefited from so much over the past couple of decades, which is something that was really just, you know, practically unheard of prior to that, of course, is the prevalence of books. There's so many books that are now out there about professional wrestling that we get to read and, you know, written by by historians and, of course, written by wrestlers themselves. And you released uh, your uh, biography, uh, Truth Be Told, uh, a year ago. Um, I had the chance to pick up a copy uh, when I was in Waterloo. Um, and uh, I'm really glad that I did. Uh, it, it's a fantastic book, and there's so many wonderful stories in there. Um, I, I just... It doesn't... You're definitely getting your money's worth with your book. Uh, I and I would love to hear you know the the process that went into deciding that this wasn't just going to be two or 300 pages you know that this wasn't just going to be like a brief overview of your time in WWF that that there's a lot of information packed in there and it, it's almost 500 pages long talk about the decision to to you know really go all in with that book
2: well i started writing the book um... In 2019, it took two years to write the book. I I actually had over a 1,000 pages. <laughs> wow. And you can't, there's no way you could put that into a book. So um, you've got to kind of pick and choose. And I left that up to Ian Douglas, uh, um, who's just a tremendous uh, co-author and a tremendous person in general, uh, very intelligent, great athlete, uh, tremendous resume. And he's currently um doing a book for one of my best friends in the world, Steve Kern. And I promise you it's going to be very entertaining, but truth be told is a, is a very, very honest story about how I grew up, where I grew up, uh, some of the challenges that I had. And, uh, you know, it morphs into some, some wonderful road stories, um, (laughs) you know, that, uh, some of them are really funny. Some of them will take you aghast a little <laughs> bit, but, um, you know, and again, there's another 500 pages that weren't, they weren't even told. So, um, and I could go from there because after you do the book, then all of a sudden, all those pictures you were looking for, all of a sudden fall all on your lap. Oh, you know, <laughs> I remember this, you know, here's that, uh, here's a picture of the Stuckies that you mooned when, you were, uh, when they locked you in the trunk and, you know, the Briscoes and just, Yeah, different things, uh, which I wish I had um, prior to releasing the book. It's uh, funny
0: you mentioned that, though, because I think that one of the things I loved so much about the book are the amount of photographs that are included. I mean, it, it really and it's and it's laid out wonderfully, too, because I know that obviously the tradition is is it's like you open a biography and right there smack dab in the middle are a bunch of photographs. But of course, the way that your book is laid out, the photographs really accompany the stories. And, 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 and it's just I think it's really wonderfully done in that respect. And there's so many great photos, photos from obviously, you know, your time starting out in Florida, photos from Japan, photo, photos from WWF, photos from your time in UWF and i mean there's just there's and everything and in between of course family photos as well um so that's something that i really appreciate the fact that there's more out there i'd love to i'd love to see more
2: <laughs> Well, i appreciate that yeah, i um i you know when i wasn't real crazy about the uh ones let me this, uh about the cover uh, um, let's see i wasn't when ian first showed me the cover that he did right here mm-hmm. uh, i don't know there was something about it that, uh, looked a little too cartoonish to me, but after a <laughs> while, um, you know, we came to like a compromise and he put the straight, more of a straight cover on the back. Yeah. And, um, it, it's funny because Steve Austin called me up about, oh, it's been probably three weeks now. And he said, you know, Brian, I, I've been staring at this book for about six months now and I haven't read a book in 10 years. <laughs> I said, 10 years really? <laughs> well, I pick some up and I put them down, you know? So, he said, I'm on page 120 something and I was laughing so hard and I just had to call you and and just tell you this is a great book. And he was only on page 120 something. So <laughs> I said, well, call, me, call me back when you've read the whole thing, Steve, and tell me what you think. So he said, well, that might be about a month or so. I said, that's fine. Well, three days later, he called me back. He said, hey, I finished the book. He said, that oh, was nice. absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I mean, he just went on and on. And coming from Steve Austin, I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely agree with them. I, I, I actually, uh, I was, I was, I was cramming a little bit. I will admit for the interview, it's been a little crazy around here. We're in the process of moving and stuff, but, uh, I finished it, uh, last night and, uh, uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I, there's so many wonderful stories in there. Uh, noticing somebody in you know, a poster over your shoulder there, there's a story about Rick Root and a pig that might oh. be just, <laughs> again, like you said, stories that are funny and stories that'll leave you a gas. This story is kind of a little bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, um oh you, you know and there's some incredibly touching moments in there as well another guy who's over your shoulder right now Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh I, I just love that you included that you know later chapter in the book um about visiting with him I I you know just it, 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 for, for someone that that you know when, when I grew up watching WWF uh you know Paul Orndorff was either somebody that I loved or I hated sometimes both in the same night and and you know it was just incredibly touching and 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 moving to me to to read what you had written about him um some some questions that I have kind of specifically about some of the moments in your career, which again are kind of sourced from from some of our fans uh, as well as myself uh that that i I'll go ahead and just jump right off with this uh who put the killer bees together because you had you had never worked with Jim Brunzel before you were put together as a tag team is that right
2: no that's right well um when I left in 84, I was coming back to Florida. Um, Eddie asked me to come back. Um, they needed some help and came back won the Florida title, uh, but I, but Vince McMahon senior wanted me to come back and work for the intercontinental title. Well, um, I was in a really hot run with, uh, ravishing Rick rude and we were just selling out all over and, uh, Hogan gave me a call and said, um, hey, Brian, uh, he was already with Vince, um, uh, taken from Vern, of course, uh, from the AWA, and he said, um, uh, Vince is starting this new tag division, and I suggested to him that um, he put you and uh, Jimmy together, jumping Jim Brunzel. Do you know Jimmy? And I said, well, I don't really know Jimmy. I said, I know him from the magazines and stuff. Um, but never really met him. I know that he's been, you know, a tag team wrestler and I'm not opposed to wrestling in the tag team division. But, you know, before I come up there, I want to know, A, that I'm going to get the belts, that we're going to get the belts, that we're going to get a push, da, da, da. So all that stuff was all agreed to. And, um, before I met Jimmy in Brantford, Ontario, uh, the first time we were going to get together, uh, Jimmy had sued Vince, and I had no clue of this, um, and he never said anything to me, and the lawsuit was still going. Well, Jimmy wound up winning the lawsuit because Greg Ganya forged Jimmy's name, um, according to Jimmy, on a action figure deal that Vince was putting out to put the high flyers into the action figures. Uh, to the early action figures. And so Jimmy never signed that deal. It was Greg's signature. So I guess Jimmy had no choice, um, but to do what he did. But, and, you know, Jimmy would be the first one to tell you that, um, you know, George Scott couldn't stand uh, him and George Scott were like oil and water. And later on him and Vince got lots of heat together and, and, you know, here I am. I'm the other tag team partner that you know we're getting the. Now we've had the belts promised to us three times, yeah. And first time, and then two more times, uh, by Vince, and then by George Scott. And they, we're we're like, when, when, uh, you know, it's it's time. You know, your fans are only going to believe in you so long you gotta you gotta win the belts. And um, then they asked us about turning heel and winning the belts, and it just. I don't know why uh, they didn't put the belts on us other than the heat um, because one time we were like the hottest tag team on the planet. We were definitely the hottest tag team, uh, WWE, WWF at that time, uh, working with the Hart Foundation, um, just had some incredible, incredible matches. And even Brett went to Vince and to George Scott about it so um you know i finally got tired of it and you know we had wrestled 67 days in a row in five different countries and it was very very brutal and in salisbury maryland i went pulled vince aside and i said vince um you know i can tell that you're not going to give us the belts of the writings on the wall and i just I need to go. I need to, I want to do something else. I want to, uh, I've been, uh, uh had these entrepreneurial spirits I'd like to maybe open up a gym or something and uh, do that for a while. So we talked, he didn't want me to leave, but finally he said, okay, the door's wide open. Come on back. And Jimmy hung around for a few years after that. But, uh, then I started Gold's Gems and it was all good. Everything worked out good. Thank God.
0: Yeah, right, right. Well, I, and that's one of the things too I love about the book is that there doesn't seem to, you know, there wasn't any like it wasn't an acrimonious sort of thing when you when you spoke to Vince and told them that you wanted to go. I mean, you know, you put it in the book. Obviously, you want, you know, he wanted you to stay. He tried to talk to you, but uh I you know, I love the exchange about saying, like, hey, I want to be a businessman. I want to, you know, I want to do it, you know, do what you're doing, basically, just in mm-hmm. you know, my own terms. And uh uh I I think that um it especially at that particular point in time, considering how hot the business was, like, pardon my say, it took a lot of guts, I think, to just say, like, you know what, this isn't working out for me. So I kudos to you for for doing that.
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And, you know, in, in the spirit of uh, truth and honesty, um, it was a good move. Um, Steve Kern owned 20% of one of my clubs. I had four clubs. I wound up selling them debt free for $2.1 million. And um which is public record. And that's the reason I tell you that, because it's yeah, public record. Plus, I've been a politician and anything in your life, plus a bunch of BS total lies, <laughs> <in> <laughs> which you're a politician, is all it all comes out in the wash. And uh, you know, you have to fill out forms you know, for every dollar that you're worth. But, you know, it was it was a good move. I I still never stopped wrestling. I had my deal in Japan. I had Herb Abrams. uh, Yeah. uh, You know, the um, the uh, shady Tom Shade was uh, a great place to work because we just work on the weekends and (laughs) they they were all sold shows. They were great. I would uh, almost always work with uh, Easy Ed Wyskowski uh, colonel colonel de beers which <laughs> was a night off a pleasure um probably one of the most underrated heels in the business and um
0: Now when you say when you say it was like a night off because we hear people say that sometimes uh, can you can you kind of explain what that means like wh- how, you know what made it so easy
2: a, a night off means that you um entertain the fans because that's the number one thing you want to do as a performer as, as a wrestler you want to make sure that you know, you didn't leave anything out there that you, whether it's a hundred people or 10,000 people or, you know, 50,000, 80,000, whatever it might be, you want to give them a hundred percent and make sure that they (laughs) had a great match. Um, well, you don't want to get hurt. So, (laughs) you know, you got to wrestle the next day You to feed your family. So a night off is kind of the culmination of not getting hurt and having a tremendous match. Um, that's, what I've always considered to be a night off, you know, no, uh, no injuries yet. Um, you know, a, a tremendous match that leaves the fans wanting to come back and see you again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a really wonderful explanation of it. I mean, obviously it's a, you know, it's something that, that we've heard before as far as like having a, a night off and having an easy match or whatever, but, uh, I, I always appreciate getting, you know, get, getting those explanations. Sure. Um, You mentioned the UWF uh, and uh, it was something that uh, we were asked uh, earlier here um, as far as the success uh, of the company um, or, you know, lack thereof, unfortunately. Do you think like, you know, had Herb been able to sort of control his vices uh, and his demons? Do you think that the company had a chance of being successful?
2: Had he been able to control his vices? Yes, because... Um, I know how much money there was mm. um, b- potentially behind him um had he not squandered so much money on hookers and cocaine i mean and stupid things, cowboy boo- just stupid thing, yeah, but uh you know you weren't going to tell herb anything he had his own visions and um it's uh you know we used to draw really well in in the um uh, places we'd film at in California and in some of the other smaller venues. And then he tried to go big with the pay-per-view before, but he he didn't know the formula. You know, he didn't understand all the formulas. He was more of a, of a wrestling fan that just all of a sudden had a bunch of money and wanted to fill out, you know, fill this dream that he had. And he thought it was easy and it's, it's not easy. It takes, you got to know what you're doing. I mean, it's just, not anybody can be a promoter. It's a, right. it's a lot of work.
0: Do you think, do you think that, you know, to be a successful promoter that you have to have, have that, that background in the business that you can't just kind of come, you know, come off the, off the street with a, a bag full of money and say, Hey, let's do this.
2: Yeah. It's like right now, I wouldn't know how to get behind, a. Mike on the radio and work all the buttons and do all this and take all the callers and you know i couldn't do all that stuff so um you know i'd have to make sure that somebody if it was my business i'd have to make sure that there was somebody in the place in that particular spot that could do that and herb just relied on other wrestling fans like him some Mm -hmm. of his friends to fill in you know top spots um So, uh, things uh, from creative to planning. I mean, you always have a business plan. Everybody has a business plan when you go into business. And you got to figure in that business plan, it should spell out where you're going to derive your money from, what your expenses are going to be, what your anticipated revenue is, how many employees you're going to need, what's your payroll going to be. I mean, what's your insurance? What's your total overhead? You know, what's what's your uh, potential income? And, uh, you know, he never did that. He just stood by the seat of his pants.
0: Do you think that, uh, you know, it's something that I was thinking about, and we had uh, somebody in the chat mention this as well. I don't know how familiar you are and, you know, how how much you're still following the business, but do you think that there are some parallels potentially to, you know, what's happened recently in particular with like Tony Khan and and AEW, uh, you know, potentially not talking about the the hookers and cocaine necessarily, but uh, some parallels to that aspect with Tony Khan not having that wrestling background and coming into the business and, you know, Certainly, I think looking at it, even from a fan's perspective, and, and some might not agree, but I think that you look at the first couple of years of AEW and there was a lot of success there, that there was a lot of success in the storytelling. There's a lot of success in what the, the product they were putting out, but it certainly seems over the past year they faltered a bit. Do you think that there's some parallels there?
2: Well, uh, yes, but I think Tony Khan is a uh, <coughs> smarter businessman where he knew where to, he knew that he didn't have the, um, background in the wrestling industry to be able to judge good talent uh, to be able to put the right people in the key positions and he hired some of the some of the key people from Dustin Rhodes and um with several people um um that um had a lot of experience in the business and he fed off of them for the most part and I don't know if he's during the last year um, thinks maybe that he knows more than the others. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a, maybe he got um, uh, the wrong chemistry together, you know, because everything has got to be chemistry. Uh, everybody's got to flow together and work for the same common goal. Uh, I don't really know what's happened, but I see exactly what you're saying, Sam. The first couple of years have been were really outstanding and not expected. And then, They have been floundering a little bit. So, you know, not sure. I know, uh, you know, you're not going to knock off WWE. They're just an institution. WrestleMania is like the, it's just like, you know, the Super Bowl. Um, Right. The Masters, it's, you know, it's it's an event. It's a happening and it's not going to overcome that.
0: Speaking of WWE, again, I'm not entirely sure how much you're following everything right now, but what do you think the transition has been like since you know Vince has has obviously resigned and and now that Triple H is is kind of running the show over there? Uh, you know, for me personally, I think the, the the product has been reinvigorated, and I really like the direction they're taking a lot of things. I'd, I'd be interested to kind of maybe get your take on that.
2: Yeah, I think so, Sam, and I think that's one of the reasons um, that you see um, AEW dropping off and WWE picking up and. Um, I believe me though, Vince isn't sitting at home idly, you know, that was a a decision that was, um, that had to be made because they're a public company and you don't, you, you just can't, uh, uh, remain the CEO, um, and, uh, have that kind of, um, uh, challenge that he's facing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, uh, you know, I just have a couple more quick questions for you, if you don't mind. Uh, I I would love to hear. He's someone that we've had the opportunity to speak to. And, of course, we love him here. I would love to hear uh, a
2: good Gerald Briscoe story. Gerald Briscoe story, one that wasn't in the book. Um, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) One night, uh, um, it was Gerald, Jack, and I. We were coming back from Tallahassee, which is a long ride, 400 miles from Tampa. And, uh, um, you know, we were drinking beer. That was the thing thing to do. We're on the way home. Um, I never drank before. Some of the guys did, but I would never drink before a match. But it's like uh, things were a lot different then. Nobody should drink and drive. Let me put that first and foremost. But unfortunately, we did. It was kind of the way of the road. And uh, we had been, you know, pounding a few beers. And Gerald said he had to go to the bathroom and... (laughs) He went to the bathroom, Jackson, the driver's seat. We're at this truck stop. And uh he go, he said to me, he says, beep, you sure you don't have to pee, man? I'm not going to pull over. I said, okay, I'll go pee. <laughs> so I go in there, and uh I see Gerald. You know, he's at the stall peeing. So I, I kind of pulled him back just for a joke. <laughs> just kind of pulled him back a little and went to the stall <laughs> next to him, and I was laughing. And all of a sudden, he, like, rolled me up, and pretty soon we're, in a big wrestling match shooting and we knocked down all the stalls in the bathroom and we've oh got pee God. and everything in that bathroom all over us. I mean, it is, we are completely nasty. Finally, Jack comes cause he's wondering what's happening. He's going, he, I forgot exactly what he said, but he was laughing his butt off. He goes, let's get out of here. You guys tore this whole bathroom up. We're going to have to pay for all this stuff. And, uh, you know, Gerald and I got blood coming from us, you know, not too bad, but uh, <laughs> we a little laughing and it just you it, know it was crazy. But that's how the Briscoes were, you know, you never knew what was what was coming. I mean it was yeah. something fun. I
0: one of the things about the book that I love, is, you know, there's so many stories of roughhousing, and you know sometimes a little bit more than roughhousing. You know, there's some some fights that are happening and stuff like that. But I, I love the fact that you didn't pull any punches. That you you lay those stories out, and uh, uh, and there's a lot of really really great ones in the book uh, that, that that I enjoyed a great deal. There's some. There's one uh, about Paul Horndorf and Tony Atlas in particular. That's <laughs> pretty, uh, oh, pretty yeah. crazy. Um, uh, the, the, another one of my favorite stories is when you guys were in Japan and uh, there's a story involving a snake uh, and some poison. And uh, the, the that, that was snake. a doozy. Yeah. Um, uh, so I really encourage anyone that doesn't have the book to check it out. Um I, I I know that you've worked with a lot of incredible talent and some legendary figures in the business. Obviously, you know like the Briscoes, Ric Flair. You know the list goes on and on and on. Is there a name that stands out to you that you never had the chance to work with, even if you you never even would have had the opportunity? Like maybe they would have retired, you know, hung up the boots before you even got in the ring. But is there a name that that if you had had the chance to get in the ring with that you would just relish that you wish you had the chance to do that?
2: Um maybe uh uh Paul Pershman Buddy Rose I would mm-hmm. I tell you why I would have liked to wrestle Buddy Rhodes because I heard I, I've seen him have some matches on television and I I never was able to to work with him but he reminds me of a little bit of a Adrian Adonis in a way um and I used to love to work with Adrian he, he was a Tremendous whether it was in Japan, wherever we went, um uh you always have a good match with Adrian. Yeah. But uh, you know, that's just one person that comes to mind. there There's several others. Um, you know, I was fortunate to be able to work with Harley Race and uh Rick Flair and you know, all the top guys. Um, um but uh there were a lot of guys. That's why I, I again just to kind of revert back to the Cauliflower Alley Club, you know. If let's say you were wrestling in Portland in the Oregon Territory, where Paul but Buddy Rose, spent a lot of his time, um, um, you know, I never worked there, but David Sierra, other guys would come to territories <laughs> where I worked. And so it didn't matter where you worked, we were all kind of linked together because you had to leave that territory. Uh, in good shape when you left there so that somebody else could come in and make a living. And it just went on and went on, no matter what territory you were in, you always wanted to leave it better off than when you arrived. Um, at least that's the way I felt. And so all of us are kind of connected through, you know, all of that. Um, going backwards, you know, Danny Hodge, I would have loved to work with Danny Hodge because uh, he liked to wrestle. I like to wrestle. Yeah. Um, you know uh, just uh a whole lot of people gorgeous george uh junior george wagner he would have been fun to work with There's a host of guys
0: just yeah no, I, that's great and that's exciting for our game fans because buddy rose and danny hodge and gorgeous george are all in the game we have those those cards so that you know now now fans can go out there and and, and you know put those matches together and, and play them out in the game world and see what happens um and
2: i got my my new card and tom autographed it for me
0: (laughs) (laughs) excellent (laughs) well i i i hear i hear i could be wrong i don't know i hear that we might have a couple of autograph cards uh potentially uh uh that that we're going to uh, maybe auction off uh to to benefit the cac that you shared with us uh so we're really looking forward to that there it is you
2: know that's Um, that's really good i'll tell you what you guys did a better job um yeah, uh, Cella Toys is doing action figures right now of Jim Brunzel and I. And the faces, they need to g- call you guys to get the faces right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gratifying. We'll we'll pass that on to our artist Werner. He does a, he does a wonderful job and uh, you know really has, has captured the, the essence of so many guys. Um uh, you know, I I think that uh, again the the mission of the CAC is something that aligns so well with the 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 passions of a lot of the fans of the game. Um, so many of us that play Legends of Wrestling, um, you know, we just have such a great respect and appreciation, and, and kind of consider ourselves armchair historians in a lot of way. And I think that uh, any way that we can help and, and support the the people that that, that we grew up loving and, and 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 enjoying so much, we would love to do. Can you tell uh, people uh, the best way to support the cac
2: absolutely sam you just um uh, as i think tim's buying memberships this month for everybody but uh uh, now you just go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and uh remember cauliflower alley club like the vegetable or the cauliflower ear um Mm -hmm. cauliflower alley a-l-l-e-y club c-l-u-b Uh, and you can join now. Prices are getting ready to go up in January for $25 for a year or $300 for a lifetime. And um, that also gives you copies of the year, our award-winning newsletter each year. It allows you to come to our banquet each year. Uh, Roughly 50% of that goes to service the the newsletters and 50% goes to help the guys that fall on difficult times. And there's always a donate button on our website. Um, you know, in case you get an extra five bucks or something, we appreciate everything. And you know, everybody in the Cauliflower Alley Club works for free. I paid for $75 for a half a table, and I got to go out there for about oh, less than two hours. But because work comes first, and um, sure, uh, you know, we pay for our own reunion tickets, and it's $150 to go to a reunion ticket, uh, to go to a reunion, and it's an all encompassing ticket, includes the uh, seminars, and um. The nostalgia room and uh, the uh, awards nights dinners and it's um it's a great value right now and um i don't know did you guys like being at the plaza hotel you guys were there
0: chad tim yeah. Tom.
1: yeah yeah it was nice i, I liked yeah. it i thought it was i thought it was a, a nice change from
2: gold coast yeah a little different we have some things to improve on but that's you know comes with the territory you're always that was the first time we were at the plaza so I'd like to get a place where we could meet more kind of like in the gold coast we had the um uh the tgi fridays uh you know and i think we've got that worked out. some karaoke we're always going to bring some new things we're going to have exciting new tuesday you know the memphis mania tuesday night was to me it was awesome i just really i mean both nights were awesome but the chemistry with the guys and the girls i mean it was just really good because they had all worked together and um, the speeches were great. presenters were great. Everything, everything was fabulous. you know, people had a great a great time. And thanks again, Tom, for uh, doing a seminar. Uh, you, Chad and Tim, and um, uh, the rest of your crew. Uh, we appreciate you guys being there and supporting us. and uh, it's uh, a long way to go. We've got a lot of things to do to constantly improve, so if you've got suggestions, send them my way.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, I I certainly hope to see you in in, in, uh, Waterloo next year for for Trago Synthes, and my genuine hope is that I will make it out to uh, Las Vegas for for CAC next year as well. Um, One last thing before I I know... Todd has a question for you, but I did want to just say one other thing. I love the fact that Bret Hart wrote the four, one of the forewords uh, to your book, and, and knowing the career and the trajectory that his career went on, uh, especially you know after working with you guys and all the respect that he had with working with you and working with the Killer Bees. Um, you know, what does it mean to have a guy like Bret Hart, you know, write such a, a glowing forward, and 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 knowing that he's not a guy that pulls any punches either, like he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. Um, I, I'm I'm just kind of curious because he's always been my personal favorite wrestler, somebody that. I would love to have in the game. Like he's kind of my bucket list guy to get into the game at some point. And so I'm just curious, like, you know, what it would it mean to you to have Brett write that for you?
2: Well, it meant a lot. Um, you know, Brett and I have been friends for a long time. I love his entire family. Um, I remember when he made me babysit Owen (laughs) (laughs) uh when Owen first came into the territory because we were doing three towns and he got his booking sheet and he was nowhere with Owen, but I was everywhere with Owen. So he said, Brian, I need you to watch my brother. Is it okay if he rides with you and stays with you and you'll know, keep him out of trouble? And I said, sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'll try. You know, I'll do my best. <laughs> so Owen winds up dragging me to, he pulls out this Playboy magazine and um, he says, Brian, Brian, look, we're going to, uh, uh, what was the name of that town? Chico, California. And Chico State University is the number one party university in America. He's Canadian, you know. He goes, (laughs) I would love to go to this place. And there's a place called Madison Beer Gardens. And he he said, This place is famous. Do you think we could go there? And I said, Well, uh, I suppose so. Um, And we wound up going there. And I can't tell you, it's just such a good time. I still have a bunch of Madison bear bucks left from that night because oh my you gosh. couldn't use money. You had to give them whatever you anticipated dollars you were going to spend. You'd buy the bear bucks. And then if you needed more, you'd buy more bear bucks. So that way they, you know, it was. I don't know what, for what reason that was, but, um, anyway, it was a lot of fun. And, um, we had a great time and, uh he had even a better time. So <laughs> he really enjoyed that. Now, if Brett knew the full story, I'd, I don't know if he would have written, written that forward.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, after reading your book, I don't know if having you babysit Owen was the wisest choice.
2: <laughs> but, but something Brett also did was he was famous for writing caricatures on the chalkboards and making everybody laugh. We'd go in and there'd be something that was hilarious that had to do with one of the wrestlers or something. And he's a great artist. So there's an original. Uh, Killer B versus the heart Foundation caricature in today's date, <laughs> and it's to me, it's hilarious.
0: Oh yeah that 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 was another yeah thing seeing his seeing the character that he drew uh, in in the book as well. Um, and, and,
2: and behalf of uh, Legends of Wrestling, I like to thank Tom and every, every one of you guys as well for your extremely kind contribution to the CAC. Um, all of the executive board members and all the advisory board members were very impressed. And we all appreciate that very, very much.
0: Absolutely. It's something that we love to be able to do. And we're even going to have an auction here just shortly. And uh, the proceeds from that auction will all go to the CAC as well. So we're really looking forward to doing that. Um, uh, If you don't mind, just before we let you go, uh, our, our, one of our game producers here, Todd George, he had a question for you, Todd, take it away, sir.
1: Yeah, so uh, thanks thanks again uh, for, for joining today, Brian. I really appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to, to say, uh, so I know myself and a lot of other people here are big fans of territorial wrestling and stories behind it, and uh, there's a show uh, that's out right now, uh, The Tales from the Territories, and this Tuesday is going to be the Florida episode, and you're part of the panel there <laughs> uh, along with uh, Gerald Briscoe, Steve Kern, Bob Roop, and Kevin Sullivan. Can you talk a little bit about uh, getting back together with those guys and and that whole experience
2: it was great we flew up to atlanta and uh, um, went into the filming studio and um, started telling stories things we remembered and um, things that everybody knew to be fact Um, and it, it was a lot of fun there was things that i had kind of barely heard about, but didn't know all the details. And then listening to, you know, Bob Roop or Kevin Sullivan or Jerry Briscoe, you know, listening to them, you know, give the real play-by-play, it was it was tremendous. I enjoyed it. Steve Kearns, tremendous as well. All of it was a lot of fun, very educating. And I think this Tuesday at 10 o'clock on Vice TV uh, that you guys are going to find this to be very, very interesting. I Fantastic. can't wait. Yeah, I thanks really for bringing that up. That. Oh no, absolutely. You no, I, I noticed what, that it what, was about, be what, this what about Andy over here in the corner? I see him uh, winding that. Like, was that like 1950 reel to reel?
0: I noticed that earlier as well. Actually, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what, what. What are you doing over there, Andy?
2: <laughs> what are you doing there, Andy? I think he's trying to. Know, to Wait, there. He's on mute. <laughs> there he goes. I'm winding through some old film here at work. Oh, okay. uh, this I is the 1969 Davis Cup. Ah, right now, so. yeah, very so cool. to that, trying to put this together for a show for uh, ESPN. Beautiful. That's,
0: That's very awesome.
2: cool. Very nice. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. wrestling footage every so often. We might be doing a wrestling show soon. Also, You're a talented guy. <laughs> well, That's well, huh? fantastic.
0: Um, I, you know, Brian, there's so many other things that, that uh, I, I wanted to ask. There's so many other questions I could ask. You know, didn't even get a chance to really talk about Eddie Graham. You know, there, there's so many things um, uh, that I would love to pick your brain about. Hopefully, we'll get the chance to do it again sometime. Um, but uh, you know, certainly, I know your time is valuable, and I just want to thank you so very much for this. I've loved it. I've loved the opportunity to talk about the CAC, to talk about your book, and of course, to talk about some some old stories uh, from from the road and beyond. Uh, thank you so so much for spending some time with us today
2: oh i appreciate it thanks for giving me the opportunity and thanks again for your support of the cac for mentioning truth be told which is available on amazon and um i assume you guys are going to have a little tournament here uh we've already had some
1: tournaments today yeah we uh we had a a legends of cauliflower alley club tournament that was won uh by killer kowalski uh in the end uh won that one wow Beat Sam Houston in the final. Sam had a nice run, but uh, Killer took him out in the finals.
2: So. <laughs> uh-huh. Bob, it looks like you got the comfy couch, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, one other thing, Brian, we're about to start the auction. There, uh, would you be willing to uh, do a personalized uh, card for uh, an auction winner here? As a for, for uh... absolutely fantastic. Okay. Well, I think we'll we we'll start that up. That'll be probably be the first uh, item we put up there. And again, all everything will go out to the CAC. So we'll we'll be in touch afterwards. Uh, let you know how that all went.
2: Okay, that sounds great. I feel like fishing, watching, seeing Mike's background there. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off, Brian. Yeah. You're
0: not far off at all.
2: That's... Yeah, I tell you, Billy Jack Haynes told me the most crude joke. Uh, I can't repeat it on your show, but forever together, sometime on the side. I got to tell it to you, just like Billy Jack told it. When we're in the <laughs> privacy, sometimes you ask me about that now. <laughs>
1: <tell you that. laughs> Next I year, we're going the tell for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, thank you again. It's wonderful to see you again. And uh, this has been a real pleasure for me to get to uh, you know ask some questions and
2: and and spend some time with you. I really appreciate it. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much. Yeah, thank you, Brian. It's good to see you again. You too, Tom. Great seeing you, Brian. you guys. Yep. T Y States, <laughs> take care. Is that thank you, States?
0: Oh, <laughs> you know what? Here's a here's a quick question for you, Brian. This is a this is a question that I hope you don't mind but it's it's tied into the book. Will there be a Kindle version or an ebook version of your book, or is it only going to be print version?
2: I don't know that yet. We've we've been selling lots of books. <clears throat> uh, Good. So, <laughs> um, uh, and I've asked Ian about that. So I guess it's kind of up in the air right now, but I, I hope so, because I like that version better myself. I can <laughs> drive down the road and listen. Yeah, right, right. Much more time efficient. <clears throat> hey, hey, Brian, I know you
1: I'll give you something else to do with your time. Would there be a possibility where you would read
2: the whole book and make it available read by B. Brian Blair? <laughs> that you know that's a it's a good idea and i would i would absolutely take the time to do that um i don't know what it entails to to do that um i have to talk to ian about that but that's a some people a great do. idea Tom. Some do it yeah yes great idea
0: <laughs> i think that'd be great
2: i think i don't know if would that be better or would it be better to have somebody with like a like your kind of voice and like a radio voice, you know, Uh um, yeah, like Sam, I, Sam personally,
0: I, well, I mean, look, I, while I would love to do something like that, uh, the truth of the matter is, is I am always fascinated when, you know, the author reads their own work. I just feel like there's so much that you could put into it and you know, you're telling these stories that you lived and you experienced. Yeah, that's and,
2: true. Very true. Yeah.
0: I, I would love to hear you, you do it, you know? Um, yeah so uh, i i want to give everybody a chance to take themselves off mute uh, give brian a, a big round of applause thank you again for joining us today uh we're gonna we're gonna do this auction and uh, make some money thank for you. the cac, CAC now, now. <laughs> thank you thank you And there you have it, promoters, the interview with B. Brian Blair. Uh, great time. Really enjoyed it. Wonderful guy. Uh, and again, it, the fact that he stuck around of his own volition and yeah. I honestly, there was a part of me that wanted to keep the interview going. I thought to myself, maybe I shouldn't have cut things off, but we'd been going, you know, we were probably about 20 minutes over and I never know exactly how the guys are going to be with their time. You know, some yeah, folks yeah. probably want to get out of there. Some folks want to stick around. They don't really care. I mean, we've gone over in pretty much all the interviews that we've right. done.
1: We, we, we built it actually into the run sheet. That was, yeah, yeah let's, right. we can go 15, 20 minutes over. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I always want to be sensitive to their time because they are generously giving us their time. And, and uh, I think that it's important to be respectful of that. But the fact that he stuck around of his own volition for the entirety of the auction was making comments during the auction really opened the door himself to being asked more questions. And the fact that it really, in the end, we were able to sort of use it to, get more money for some of the items. You know, I literally said, "Hey, if this item gets $100, I'll ask Brian the question." And, you know, the promoters were awesome. They got the item up to $100, and I was able to ask them a question. So we we talked a little bit about Eddie Graham. Uh, we talked about a couple of other, you know, road stories. Uh, George the Animal Steel, for instance, and uh it was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I was so glad that he stuck around. And he, you know, he was very moved, very touched uh, by how much we were able to raise and yeah. the generosity of the promoters. So, I mean, seriously give yourselves a, a round of applause. And, you know, even if you weren't bidding on anything, even if you you know you didn't win anything you know just by the act of bidding just by the act of being there just by the act of showing him the community that we have the generosity that we have the interest and the passion that we have uh it moved him it touched him and i think that it's the type of thing that benefits us all it really genuinely does and and again our mission with legends of wrestling i feel like dovetails so beautifully with what cac does with what tnt does and anything we can do to further that is is obviously only going to continue to benefit us all it's going to benefit the wrestlers who need help it's going to benefit the history of the business and it's going to benefit us game fans because there are going to be more wrestlers that are going to say like look at the good work these guys are doing of course i want to be a part of their game of yes. course i want to sign on the dotted line and you know that's how we get cards that's how we've gotten cards for a lot of guys you know that's why we have kurt yeah. angle that's why we have bob Backlund. that's you know there's uh, there's so many other names um but yeah just just uh to name two of my favorites so um <laughs> so just yeah thank you to him thank you to all of the promoters that were there in person, and uh, of course, thank you to, to all of you that are listening now. Uh, not that this is goodbye. Still have a couple other things we want to talk about. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Todd. Though, what's uh, what's on your mind?
1: Well, you know, I think the one thing we didn't talk about at all was the other big thing that happened this weekend was the release of the FTR Shake Up book and the uh, and the cards online. So, I think people finally got a chance uh to see uh you know new horizons the new tag team the very purple tag team uh that that we have vicious vicious purple killers uh, just there, purple the
0: killers. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a
1: t-shirt <laughs> <There we go. laughs> uh but yeah i think everyone got a chance to read the story i got lots of you know uh, comments from folks that that really enjoyed uh really enjoyed the story and and uh, and the flow and the setup of, that we had with everything so uh yeah i was glad that finally get that into people's hands and then on the heels of that you know we now uh have opened the create a character contest for yeah
0: few, four of uh uh, prime. so I'm so excited about this I really am I've never really had the opportunity to kind of be on this side of something like that before you know I've submitted uh, a character before uh I've you know uh, I've certainly seen kind of the process of some of that stuff but to actually be you know behind the scenes now getting those submissions uh looking over those submissions and and the way that we just for full transparency's sake the way that we're actually going to do this is interesting and this was all Todd's idea. Todd is is getting all of the submissions. I haven't seen anything yet. Um and then Todd is going to take the submissions and send them to me in an anonymous fashion. So I will not know who has created any of these characters. Todd obviously will cuz he's getting the emails. Um mm-hmm. but uh I, so, so when I get them there will be no foreknowledge whatsoever and I'll then be able to take a look at what we've got, kind of mark off my favorites, Todd and I'll compare notes and and then we'll just take it from there. Uh so I'm really really jazzed for this i think that this is so cool i've i've loved seeing the creativity from promoters being a part of that creativity going back you know 20 plus years with gwf hardcore and the bootlegs that we would do then and then of course seeing the you know gwfz territories and 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 then ftr and and just how that's you know that's blossomed and and of course it goes back a lot farther than that. I mean, obviously with, you know, all the, the NGO stuff and Akuma, the ninja and, and and so on and so forth. There's, you know, there's so much stuff out there, but, uh, uh, to, you know, to, to be able to be a part of this, uh, is, is exciting for me. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what the promoters come up with. um, Uh, you know, we, uh, we've, we've definitely given some parameters, uh, you know, this isn't a free for all. Uh, so, uh, uh, so I know that we, we, we've kind of put a a little bit of a box on it, but not so much so that, that you can't get wild and creative with it. And we, we certainly want to see that creativity. So, um, hit us with, with, with your best shot, hit us with whatever you got, you know, and, 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 and if you're not sure, send it anyway, because sometimes that stuff ends up being the most interesting stuff, you know? Oh yeah. you get something that you just do not expect whatsoever because somebody's come up with something that they didn't think necessarily fit. And then all of a sudden we're like, Whoa, this is cool. Let's, let's figure out how we can use this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So just to kind of go through the, you know, I could go through the rules just, you know, you can, you can find them all in the discussion board. Uh, I think they'll be posted on the website as well, but you know uh, we are looking for a female character or somebody that can compete for the women's championship um that's you know it, we're trying to fill out the the uh the, the roster to in, you know introduce a women's championship if you, if you had right up on that already <laughs> uh, uh we want to know their backstory uh a view of their initial stats obviously you know we'll we'll work with you to to kind of you know tweak them to kind of fit in with everything there and then like a description of the art or if you have like a you know mock-up you know feel free to send that to you i to get you know some. Uh, some things sent to me they you have know, actual you know some some drawings there uh so far uh and then also we want to know um which of the existing teams that you think that they would join and, and why you know they could either and you know if there's already a female on that team they could you know be a new tag partner or they could uh you know replace that person you know let, let, let's hear some of the justification obviously we might you know, alter things a little bit there, you know, sure. depending on what it is, you know, but I'd like to hear like your, 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 your reasoning of why they would want to, you know, why it makes sense to join uh, one of the teams that are in FTR right now. Um, there is a limit of uh, one character per person and entries are due by Sunday, November 13th uh, at 8 PM Eastern. We'll start looking through everything that week and we will announce the winner at the next Phil's, their games night, November 18th. Absolutely. uh, So that's the next big thing. That was the other thing that that we announced at the con. So uh, November 18th will be uh, Phil Singer Games night. We will do some FTR matches. We will do some Legends Challenge uh, matches there. I think maybe we'll throw Brian Blair against all the guys he said he wished he would have fought there. <laughs> yeah. I think that would
0: be that would be Funny fun. Funny Rose uh, yeah. being one name. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Definitely. We'll, we'll run that match. Um, yeah, a couple, couple matches from FTR that will hopefully have uh, some type of impact on the storytelling in Q4. Um, and then uh, we'll have a number of announcements too. So uh, we will uh again mentioned you know the winner from the ftr contest we will um announce uh who the special edition card is uh for the indies line That will be there. Uh, And then we'll also announce one of the special edition cards for uh, the uh, Legends release uh, as well. And I believe we uh, will hopefully have an announcement as to the location and uh, date of Galacticon 2023.
0: That awesome too
1: so I, lots of things going on yeah
0: i mean honestly that game tonight is is, is uh can't miss i think that there's so much stuff that's going to be announced there and and so much fun to be had uh if you can make it please do uh obviously all of the announcements and everything will certainly end up on the boards yeah. you know almost immediately uh yes. and and we'll discuss them on the podcast as well and and um, of course you know the uncharted territory ter- 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 guys will get to it as well i'm sure grant will have some stuff uh uh from solar promoter uh so so it'll it'll all you know be out there um and and uh but yeah i, I would highly encourage people to make it in person well not in person but virtually, uh, virtually. live live that's what i'm looking for if there you, you can uh because i think it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun uh besides of course all of the great announcements um and,
1: and, and just to uh, point uh this will be a free event uh, this will not be right. as hard. There won't be a special edition card uh, that will be part of this either, you know, but it'll be a free event. Everybody's welcome to join that Friday night. It's a Friday before Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, also, full gear weekend uh, for uh, AEW. I'll be going to full gear the next day. So uh,
0: be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Full <laughs> gear is going to be uh, an interesting time. I mean, we know we're getting MJF versus Mox and. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, it, look, I mean, they think the writing's on the wall. I think that they got to pull the trigger at MJF now, but uh, I have no doubt that Mox is going to make him work for it. Um, so that's going to be a hell of a match. I'm really looking forward to it. And speaking of which, if you haven't seen MJF's promo uh, that he delivered uh, to William Regal on The Last Dynamite, check it out. It, yeah. It's, I mean, it's phenomenal stuff. It's also the type of stuff that makes me look at all of the the talk about like, you know, oh no, I don't want to be a baby face. <laughs> and oh no, he's not gonna be a babyface. And I just want to be like, yeah, whatever. Uh, because it's it's a babyface promo. And, it's and, and totally yeah, baby. but it's but it's also a babyface promo done in an interesting way. And I really, really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought I, I thought it was just great, great work and uh, and regal, of course. You know, the one of the hardest things to do as an actor is to be the other guy during another character's monologue or, or gal for yeah. that matter to have to stand there and just receive what you're being told in that way. And, and, and Regal, you know, it, within the wrestling realm, of course, he sells it so well and, and, and he doesn't say hardly a word the entire promo and, and it's just, it's great. You know, I mean, Regal, but he's
1: smiling
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. and when he smirks at him, when he, yeah, it's, it's, it's just really, really great stuff. Um, you know, for as much as we talk about the matches and the work rate and all that sort of stuff, sometimes there just can't miss promos. And I think that MJF delivered one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that weekend for, for a number of reasons. Um, and of course the, um, the game night is definitely a big one. The weekend prior to that, of course, uh, in Clinton, Iowa, is uh, yes. the, the, the River Rumble, which uh, is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, I know that there's. Oh, you're going cars out? Cars oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, uh it'll be it'll be good times. Um and uh Grant announced on the boards that there's going to be a special four pack, right? I think it's four, yeah, four uh, pack. Yeah, four, four pack. pack yeah. Uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood uh, bootlegs. Um which of course those are always the, you know super high quality and oh, yeah. uh looking looking forward to those, looking forward to the rest of the names being announced. I think there's only one name announced thus far. So, uh that'll be super cool. Um and, oh, back to FTR real quick. I wanted to go back to FTR uh uh just for a moment and and yeah i'm really obviously elated with the response that we've gotten and i really appreciate the the comments uh you know we've obviously gotten a lot of positive comments but we're clearly open to any and all feedback uh i you know i i really if you have any critiques if you have anything that you don't like or that's not working for you um please like elucidate on those comments because i i i i need to know like why you know what i mean it's not enough for me to just hear like i didn't like it or it wasn't for me it's like why wasn't it you know what what can we do is there anything we can do because sometimes the truth of the matter is is you might deliver a critique you might deliver uh, an expanded point of view and i might just kind of say like okay well that's not what we're doing and, and and maybe you're right. Maybe it's not for you. And that's just the way that entertainment in general runs. Right. Sure, sure But, sure. but more importantly, there could be a comment. There could be something where it's just sort of like, Oh man, I hadn't thought of that. How can we do this? How can we shift this? How can we, you know? And so, so I, I, that, that commentary is so incredibly valuable. Um, and uh, and we're certainly open to it. You know, nothing nothing falls on deaf ears, even if it doesn't necessarily generate a, an immediate response. So. Um yeah, I, I think living in in that world, uh, you know, for a little bit and getting to 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 write these characters um, has been extremely gratifying, and I'm glad that other people are are finding uh, a lot of fun in them and and finding fun things to do with them. And I think that the most important thing is that you know those those books are always those handbooks. Uh, I think are always just sort of. Their stories that we tell. They're, they're, they're guidelines that we put out there. And as has always been the case from day one when Tom put it out, It's up to you, promoter. If that thing ends up in the trash bin and you take these characters in a completely different direction and do your own thing and you're having fun with it, that's the only thing that matters. Um, So hopefully we can just continue to provide some sort of fodder for the sandbox that people can use. And if they love the stories and they want to run with those stories and play by the book, uh, like I know a lot of promoters do, awesome. And if not, you know, then hopefully at least you're still able to roll those dice and have some fun because that's the most important part. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but I think, I think that, uh, that that's really about it. I have a, I have a, a mini visitor here, uh, oh. me for, for the end of the podcast, even though she should be in bed. I'm getting a run in. <laughs> it's a run in. It's a run
1: in. Oh uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, uh,
0: so I think it's about time to, uh, to close up shop here, unless you have anything else to say, my friend. No, I don't think so. Uh, no,
1: that uh, glad uh, you know, had a great time at the at the uh at the virtual con. Thank you for uh, everything yeah, you did for that as well, helping host there. And, uh, yeah, look forward, uh, look forward to seeing everybody again in November for game night. And, uh, then, you know, we got the perennial coming up after the new years. We did announce that date as well as January 29th. So lots of opportunities to get together, uh, still river rumble coming up. So it's great to see all these ways, you know, all of us can, you know, continue to get together and, and, you know, and, and, you know, just you know build, build the community even more. I, I love it.
0: Yeah, me too. It's really, I think, enhanced the enjoyment of the game for for a lot of folks, myself included. And I'm really looking forward to to game night, looking forward, obviously, to River City Rumble. And then, of course, uh, uh, the Perennial, I think, will be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of big, big announcements there, I'm sure. Yes,
1: that one, we already (laughs) have some wonderful stuff lined up for that. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> um all right well before before my my tag team partner here takes control completely of uh, uh the studio if you will hear it roll up uh we're gonna go ahead and get out of here thank you all so much for listening thank you all so much for attending uh the autumnal con this past weekend and uh we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of roll up in the meantime take care of yourselves take care of one another stay safe out there and roll responsibly